0: Well, I think Normie will understand when he sees the note we pin on Edna's sleeve. Sure, Clark. He left his dead mother tied to a lawn chair in his backyard. I'm sure he won't mind. Look, it's all over and done with. We'll find a place to stay for the night and we'll start fresh in the morning. It's fine. I don't want to be in the car anymore. I want to go home. I don't want to go to Wally World. Clark, under the circumstances, I wouldn't mind if we just went home. In retrospect, it seems like a pretty bad idea driving out. It's been one disaster after another. Yeah, it's been a real drag, Dad. Maybe we can try it some other time. Wally World's overrated anyway. What do you think? I think you're all fucked in the head. We're ten hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something, this is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun
1: and you're gonna have fun.
0: We're all gonna have so much fucking fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony dah out of your assholes! <laughs> I gotta be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose! Holy shit! Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch! This week on the podcast, uh, tie tie the dog to the bumper, pop uh, your baloney, and order the family truckster with the CV and the optional rally fun pack in Antarctic blue, not metallic P. That's right. That means this week we're talking about National Lampoon's Vacation on 100 Movies I Love,
1: 100 Movies You
0: Love. I'm Jason Martin, and I am Paul Conlon. And yeah, we're uh, we're talking about vacation because this is uh, this is going to come out sometime uh, early June in uh perfect uh perfect uh, episode to be listening
1: But a week taking, or two after liberty or more late. yeah
0: yeah yeah the uh like the week after uh yeah like the second week of june or so yeah yeah um and um the uh open opening of the movie um uh, the song holiday road uh lindsey buckingham song um and you're seeing postcards from all over the US yes
1: uh and they are not all uh postcards but uh I wrote a little trivia on this uh Hal Ramos uh, saw a documentary on a guy who photographed uh, uh, architecture and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and he liked a lot of his work, so he put a lot of the postcards that the guy developed, as well as some of his other photographs, into mm-hmm. tournament postcards. For the, for the
0: oh, okay, Seas. okay, didn't know that. Um, but uh, it's it's a great way to open a movie when you're talking about vacation. Just showing oh, postcards. Absolutely, it's a very smart. You know, mm-hmm. just. Simple, tra- simple thing, you know. And
1: you can just add little funny stuff to the postcards if you need to to uh, you know, punch it up.
0: Right, right. Um, and uh, the movie opens up with uh, um, Clark and Rusty uh, pulling into the uh, the car dealership, and uh, and then you see uh, you see from inside, you see Eugene Levy take a double take, the look on his face. It's just, it's like, oh shit, oh shit, they're here. Oh my God. And uh, it's, it was amazing at the time, like now, everyone knows Eugene, Eugene Levy because of Shit's Creek. But yes. back then, he was, uh, you know, of it's course a, he was Second like, City. Yeah, SETV, but he wasn't like, it wasn't like somebody everybody knew, you know.
1: And it's funny because all my group of friends, we all knew them. We knew everyone from yeah. Second City TV, from Saturday Live. So this whole crew, we were very familiar with what they could do. Mm-hmm. And we were happy to see all of them in little bits and pieces. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, Clark's there to buy a new car. And uh, Clark tells Rusty, uh, you know, say goodbye to the old gas closer, Russ. And he says, goodbye. and But Rusty's talking to, to, the, to the mechanic who's who's gets in the car and is driving away. He's, he's talking to the guy. He's like, goodbye. You yeah. know, it's just stupid, stupid nonsense jokes. It's so great. And uh, Eugene Levy says, uh, Reuben, right? He's like, Rusty, you yeah. know, doesn't know his name. Um He's talking about, uh, Clark's talking about where they're going. He's like, Wally World, Wally World, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, with the C, you know, we ordered the with the CB and the optional rally fun pack. Like, you didn't order the metallic P? He's like, no, Antarctic Blue, this isn't even the right model, you know. And that is still a line I've seen on like Facebook groups, Hades Facebook groups. Everybody knows metallic P and Antarctic Blue. <laughs> um, and, uh, and uh, Eugene Levy tells the mechanic, and Mister Griswold ordered a blue sports bike Where is it? And the guy says, "I don't know, sir." <laughs> That's his answer? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I know no. what happened. It must not have come in." It's like he's just not even.
1: Um, he's not really trying.
0: No, he's not even trying. No. <clears throat> the and, worst
1: salesman ever. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the best salesman ever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and he says, "You know, if you're taking the whole tribe cross country, you think you hate it now. Wait till you drive it." And uh, you know Clark's just like I just want my old car back, you know. And uh, they bring it back, and it's squashed in half. Basically, <laughs> they still get in and start to drive away or whatever. Um, and then when he get home, you know, he's trying to sell the idea to his wife because he doesn't want to think that her to think that he got he got tricked. You know, he's saying if we're taking the whole tribe across country, and Rusty is mouthing the words. This is your automobile. <laughs> And uh, Rusty says, oh, "I forget that. Why aren't we flying? Like, because flying, you know, because getting there is half the fun."
1: And uh casts. And it wouldn't be much of a movie if they just moved
0: across. No, no, definitely not. He asks, "You don't want to see the triptych?" Which I know is an old saying. Like for triple A, you get a triptych. Yeah. Car, car, which they'd actually, I think.
1: Yeah, they would. They print would print out. They'd print out, out an itinerary, the a driving itinerary, with places to stop and and things to do along the way, mm-hmm. as well as Triple A location feature. you need help anywhere along the way. Yeah, and it would be a couple of different pages with maps, and each little segment of its own little map. Go this road and things up.
0: Like yeah, yeah. I those. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever had one. I knew the term, but I don't think I ever used one. But and uh, uh, Clark is saying, you know, let me sh- let me show you. I mapped out the trip on the computer, <laughs> and uh, he's got this uh, very rudimentary uh, map starting in Chicago. Um, and uh, both the kids grab the joysticks for the computer, and the game it looks like Pac Man. And uh, he's trying to eat the truckster, uh, Rusty to tonight, just truckster. And Audrey's like Space Invaders character shooting at him. <laughs> um, and uh, well, anyway, they're going, they're getting out, they got the luggage rack on top of the car, the neighbors are saying goodbye to him, and uh. <clears throat> They got the luggage rack on top, and of course they pull out, and the first thing is all the luggage goes on the ground. Um, I just remember the one guy there says, watch out for those freeways. <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's just, I've seen the movie so many times, it's like, yeah, I know every line. So. Um, and, uh,
1: is this a movie you dream about sometimes at night? Like mm, you're Clark, or, or you're Rusty, probably, <laughs> or prob- you're
0: Ellen. Probably not anymore, yeah. yeah. Or Rusty the dog. Right, right. I mean, it's um, <clears throat> And uh, they're singing uh, Mockingbird. And uh, Rusty, Rusty's saying, is that made up? That sounds made up. And Clark says, how about the Wally World National Anthem? And they all know that one, which is pretty great. Um, and then uh, Rusty puts on his headphones because he doesn't want to listen to it anymore. And this is my introduction to the Ramones. I had no idea the Ramones were. Yeah. No idea. And it's playing *Blitzkrieg Bop*, and first time I ever heard, you know, I, I was aware of
1: a good punk song.
0: Well, yeah, 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 um, but first time I ever heard any Ramones, as far as I knew, you know. Um, yeah, I knew this song forever before I knew any other Ramones songs, just because of this movie. Um, and uh, you got Clark at the gas station, and he's trying to find where the gas cap is. He sees the woman next to him where the gas cap is behind the license plate. And I remember cars. Yeah. And she's, she's driving like a, I remember like, was an ugly car, like a Jeep Eagle, like car, sort of station wagon, kind of. But I remember a lot of cars used to have that gas cap, you know, where you pull Uh the license plate down. Um,
1: And he, uh, yeah. Pulls the license plate off, flings it out. (laughs) Yeah. Now, apparently Jim Chase didn't know if she was that close. Oh, really? So when he flings it, yeah, the look of mortar, the mortifying look on his face is real because he didn't realize that she was that close, and then he did
0: her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was
1: just supposed to fling it behind him. She was oh. back there.
0: Okay. She was like close to me. Okay. Um, now, uh, next, it shows them on the interstate, and they're going across the Mississippi River into St. Louis. And uh, he's like, and uh, Beverly says, "I don't, I don't think this is the right exit. What's the difference? As long as we get across the river." Um, and uh, this, when he pulls into a really bad part of St. Louis, this, because I've, I've, I've seen the TV version so many times, I mean, I know what they say on the TV version. Because he asked the guy, the pimp, he asked him for corrections. The TV version is, what do I look like, Christopher Columbo? Right? And it said, this one he says, hey, go fuck your mama.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Harold said that. <clears throat> probably made this re- recently. He wouldn't put this segment and he didn't was a uh, hold up a little racist, of. a little racist, a yeah. little, uh, too yeah. stereotypical. Um, plus, I uh, he wasn't too sure about when he was doing it. It was going to be funny or not. Right. But they filmed it all. and They made it in the movie. Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, this one, <laughs> he says, uh, he, he talks to one guy. Um, he says, uh, like, excuse me, Holmes. <laughs> And, uh, I like Rusty says, uh, to Audrey, one of these guys know the Commodores. <laughs> I like that line. Um, but, uh, the guy he's talking <coughs> to and, uh, you know, he does a great job of like, you know, see that down there with that, that broken down terrena? no wheels. That's because cousin Jackie. You tell him where, where I want to go. You don't want to know for me. Cause I'm on the West side of Chicago. But, uh, that guy, I thought that was, um, Marvin Marvin Barry from back to the future it looks a lot like him. It's Could not be. it's not no I looked it up. Uh, I thought it was actually it looks a lot like him but yeah um, but uh yeah it wasn't him anyway but um, and you see him uh, they show this the scene where they're driving and uh, everyone's asleep and you and then you see the car's asleep too yeah and they're driving through towns or whatever um the car just goes flying through the town you see uh, on the side of the, the side of the station wagon it says honky lips <laughs> graffiti on the side of the car and uh he just wakes up like he's gonna she's uh his wife tells him to turn the tv off and then he gets up and it's like starts screaming <laughs> slams on the brake spins around somehow and actually ends up in the correct hotel I guess or whatever um and then uh, you get the mm-hmm. little um uh, they get in the uh, the the motel and you get the uh, the wife is uh, showering, and it's a, obviously a Psycho uh, parody. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he pulls the curtain back. Um, got a banana in his hand, like he's stabbing her. Uh
1: huh. Sure, that was a banana.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, unlike Psycho, there's a uh, actual nudity in the scene. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. Um, and. Uh, and there's another case of a, a movie on my list referencing another movie on this list, which, you know.
1: A little bit of meta meta. Yeah. Now, yeah. Beverly Angel at the time was like uh, 31 or 32, so she was barely old enough to be the mom to the two kids really? who were like, uh,
0: huh.
1: uh, like 14 and 17. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, would have thought, I thought she was probably a little older than that, you know, like 36, 37 or something. Okay.
1: I guess she just played older.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, Clark has the champagne, uh, and he puts the quarters in the vibrating bed for some reason. So, uh,
1: let's (laughs) get them on this. Apparently the actual bed they use in there didn't vibrate. So there was a prop guy underneath there shaking the bed.
0: (laughs) That's a good Hollywood story. If you're the guy that shook the bed. I'm the guy that shook the bed (laughs) bed in vacation.
1: Yeah, that's good. What's your claim to fame? Well, I'm the guy that shook the bed in vacation. Yeah.
0: Um And then uh, they make a lot of noise because the bed is like sounds like a cartoon, like springs are are breaking and stuff. And uh, Audrey and Russ walk in, embarrassed, and uh, they say weirdo Rama really. And this is uh if you're watching TV version, this is the commercial break. Like I watched it so many times, the TV version on VHS. You know exactly where the breaks are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, most of them, anyway. Yeah. And next, we're getting to the. Uh, they're at a western town. And uh, uh, the guy who, like, welcomes him, uh, Rusty's saying, you know, he's wearing jogging shoes. And Clark says, well, they used to, Rusty. <laughs> Clark's just willing to say whatever, doesn't really care. Um, uh, the bartender, um, you yeah, know, Clark is giving him a hard time, call him Yellow Billy and Tenderfoot and whatever else. And, uh, and the guy gets a shotgun and shoots at him. I guess he had a shotgun with whatever, with blanks or just whatever it was. But. Uh, it was loud.
1: <laughs> so uh, while they were filming this,
0: yeah,
1: uh one of the prop guys was up like them the rafters
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he threw a, a dummy down and the guy pulled a shotgun and pulled up pulled the trigger. Oh really? So it looked like he shot somebody and didn't you know what and they went freaked out.
0: Oh no, really? Like, oh my god, somebody got shot. They're playing all kind of yeah, pranks. It was, so uh, it was... lots of pranks. Right? Okay. okay. Um and then you get the joke about Audrey with her hearing. Uh like what? What? Um they get back on the car and uh, then you, you get introducing Christy Brinkley, um, who until this time was, I mean, she was a supermodel, she was a big model, but you know. Wasn't, and what, a, wasn't and an what is
1: the name of her character?
0: Uh, is it, I can't remember now, Mystery Girl or what is it? The Girl in the Ferrari. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: The actual name of her character was The Girl in the Ferrari.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and you see, um, she passes Clark and Clark is speeding uh to catch up to her and like the whole family's not really i can't remember their sleep or not paying attention but and i noticed this is this is one thing of, of cars back then too because the speed limit being 55 the odometer in the car only goes up to 85 yeah <laughs> which is so ridiculous but i remember that back then like yep. well of course the speed limit
1: 50 55 was a max everywhere
0: yeah like, why would you ever ever want to go 85 miles an hour that's ridiculous yeah
1: and a lot of people did want to, especially in the wide open like, north, oh, they northwest, wanted, yeah. of the big open states like Wyoming, yeah. or, yeah. or South Dakota. Like it yeah. takes forever to get from this to state, that state. We need to be able to go faster. Yeah, it took years for the states to get. Yeah, it wasn't from until the federal like the, government to up the speed limit on their roads. Yeah, you know?
0: it wasn't until like the I think the late or early nineties, I think, when they started it. The late eighties, early nineties. Yeah,
1: each state was able to slowly, uh change.
0: Yeah, it was with the I remember, the approval from. The, yeah, because it was like, like a thing VAT. about where the states didn't actually care if you did it, but it was like they're not going to give you funding if you raise it, like, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can go ahead and raise them, but we'll take your funding. for the road Right.
0: Them, and it's, it's crazy now, 85, because, I mean, you know, when I'm driving on the interstates around Atlanta, I'm going, if I can, I'm going 80 all the time. But there'll be times where I look down and i like, oh, shit, I'm going on. Like, what i even thinking. Think
1: but about you're it? just going along with the traffic. Right, and you're thinking you're going along a regular, normalish right. type speed, and you look mm-hmm. down, and everyone's going super fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, but you know, you can go 80 all the time. Yeah, everywhere in Atlanta around the interstates.
1: Yeah, I call it the ambient speed limit. Whatever everyone else is going, I'm going that too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, it's crazy that 80. I think i only only being on about 85 um, back then. Um, and then they uh, they uh, they get to Eddie and Catherine's house, uh, cousins uh, the. The kids are the oldest kids are Vicky and Dale. Yeah. Um Vicky, of course, played by Gene yeah. Jean- Krasinski. Krasinski. Yes, yeah. from Thirty Rock.
1: I can never say your name.
0: Thirty Rock Krakowski. and from- Krakowski. Yeah, yeah, Krakowski. Yeah, yeah. Krakowski. Krakowski. From Thirty Rock and from uh, the unbreakable Kidney Schmidt. Yeah. Um and uh and uh
1: This is where she got her start. Yeah.
0: Okay. And um she's talking to Audrey and uh they're on the Seesaw and uh talking about french kissing and daddy says i'm the best at it
1: uh, one of the funniest lines ever
0: yeah the tv version my teacher says i'm the best
1: yeah. oh that's just not as funny no exactly exactly although it is it's
0: still pretty yeah, racy. Yeah it's, just, yeah it's pretty racy. when you're 12 years old watching it that's pretty racy. but yeah the dad part i probably you know, i would probably like not even understand what they were talking about like, When
1: well, you know at the time <laughs> it came out i was I a mean, teenager but i took it to mean you know, like the dad goes, Oh, you're the best at baseball. You're the best at football. Right. You're right, you right. You're the best at fantasy. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until I, I, what do I, my old brother, the also meant this. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, uh, you know, I was clueless.
0: Yeah. Um. And uh, Dale and, uh, and Rusty are talking. Uh, Rusty says, You got, you know, you got asteroids. Well, he says, You got like Pac Man, you got Space Invaders, you got asteroids. No, my dad does. can even sit on the toilet some days. Oh um, no. And uh he's got a uh he's got a stack of nudie books this high. He's like, you know, you want to trade me some or Hell no, I'm using them. How do you use them? You ever bop your baloney? Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh now this is actually in the IMDb trivia, but I already I knew this. So I was gonna bring it up anyway. I realized yesterday it's actually in the IMDb trivia section. Dale, the guy that plays Dale the Kid. John P. Navin, yeah. who was, he was in a lot of stuff then. Yeah, A lot of sitcoms and movies. Do you know what extremely important thing he has in TV history? I do not. He is the very pers- first person ever to say anything on Cheers. The yeah. very first episode. He was the first first, first person to speak on Cheers. Wow. Because you know, Cheers came out, you know, a year before, and basically when this movie was filmed. So he's like 13 or whatever, whatever he is, 14. Anyway, he walks, Nobody is in Cheers yet except Sam. Sam is just there, you know, just opening. Yeah. He walks in Cheers and he says, how about a beer, Chief? And he, uh, Sam says, how about an ID? And he's laughing, ha, ha, an ID, an ID. Of course, the ID says he was like, you know, born in like 1950. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, he taught, it's like, they never, you know, something about being in the service. He's like, he must've been in Vietnam. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's the first person to ever speak a word on Cheers. Before he even met any of their characters, except Sam is there, but he didn't say anything. Yet, so and I remember his face. He was in a bunch of things oh, yeah. for three or four years. I remember his face he, too. And then he was gone. You know, I mean, he's still around, but
1: he's one of those faces hands. where he'll pop up in something here or there. And like, I remember him. I remember presenting. But I remember him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're talking about um, talking about Aunt Edna, and uh, like she's still alive. And uh, we haven't met Edna at this point, but um, talking about hamburger helper. Um, and there's no hamper. And uh, the the wife saying, "You get your, you know, you get your meat at home." So he's eating a bun. And how do you want your bun? Light or dark? You know. Um. And uh, Vicky is talking about uh, uh, being in the the FFA or whatever, being yeah. a farmer. And uh, Audrey says, "You know, that's not very cool." She's like, "Oh, how cool is this?" Has a big uh, like a shoebox full of weed. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they definitely didn't show that on TV back then either. That's for sure. Um, and uh, so then they, they realize that they're uh, stuck with uh, Anedna. And Edna's was going with them, along with uh, the dog.
1: Uh, was it Dinky? Dinky, I think it's Dinky. Dinky or Dinky?
0: Dinky I think it's Dinky. Dinky or Dinky? Yeah. Said so he watched his Family Feud. That's all they say about it. He watched his Family Feud. Um, and uh, so they're uh, they're going you know with Aunt Edna to the next stop, and they stop at a little park or whatever, and uh, having a picnic. They say the dog went on the picnic basket, and uh, Aunt Edna just looks and is like, "Yeah, oh well." You know, she doesn't care. She eats something. Yeah.
1: And yeah, so apparently, Imogene Coco was a, mm-hmm. a well known in TV in the fifties yeah. and all. Oh yeah, a big comedian these Oh yeah. She didn't think she'd get the part. She didn't think she could play mean enough. Everybody's really? Like, no, 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 no. Just be. Yeah, <laughs> as mean as you can be. Yeah, you be fine. She nailed it. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She absolutely. I mean, she was. Yeah, she was phenomenal. I mean,
1: apparently, all, all, all every time they were filming, she'd like you know in a break, she was like, to, uh, Anthony Michael Hall be go, am I being mean enough? Am I too mean? What's going on? <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, really? <laughs> and also apparently some time during the, uh, filming, she suffered a stroke. She was like normal in the really? morning and then she was out of it in the daytime. So she had some kind of stroke and, uh, she had to recover from that. And her husband helped her, uh, learn her lines. We learned her lines to finish the movie. As so we finish up the wow. movie.
0: I know that. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, she does a great job. I mean, for sure. Um this is where they get to the campground and uh got Bron Murray here running the campground. He's got that I don't know what kind of hat that is, but it's like a it's like a moose. Moose,
1: I think. Is that what it's called? A moose
0: or bear. Which are completely different things. But. Is that a name of a hat? Uh no. No, no He has that kind of hat you can wear sideways. It's like a sort of like a cowboy hat. But the front is is, is like oh, a wall. I'm sorry, I'll do later on. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no uh, I don't um, know what that's called, but it's like usually. Five-gallon like, hat. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, it's kind of a, kind of a hick usually. Where is it? Like, it's got, it's pushed up in the front. Anyway, he's, he's eating watermelon. He's uh, doing this sign-in for the. Well, I right? had a
1: cowboy hat way back when, when yeah. I lived in Kansas and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it was mostly felt. Yeah. Material. So you could mold it. And if you really wanted to mold it, you would wet it down, put it to shape hmm. a shaper, and it'll dry up. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. People would do that to be goofy. Right? Oh, okay. But it could stick. Yeah. It could hold it could hold, its, hold itself.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we get the Brown dealer Murray here around the campground. Um, you know, we'll, we see him in several movies on the list, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, he was in Christmas Vacation as the boss. He's yes. He's here. Uh, we'll see him in Caddyshack and he was the uh, I'm pretty sure there's one other movie he's been in. Scrooge on your list? No. Uh, this has to be one more. <laughs> has to be one more movie he's in. Um, but uh, you know they go to the campground and uh, you know hmm. the kids are all excited about the pool. They get to the pool when it's got ducks swimming in. And the water's like brown. <laughs> you got leaves everywhere. Um, they get back on the road and uh, and then the cop pull, well I forgot to mention the picnic Christy Brinkley's character is there again um, uh, flirting with Clark. Um, they get back on the road and the cop pulls them over. Um, cop played by James Keats, which is also a I like Brown Dillon Murray a lesser, lesser known brother. Yes. Uh, of a more famous brother.
1: Uh, so is Randy. So be True. It's true, although right now he's probably more well known than his brother, yeah. Although for his the wrong nephew's, reasons. nephew is now fairly well known for the boys. Oh, really? Jack Wade plays the uh, oh, his name on the boys.
0: So. Okay, you know, I think I've seen him and Jack Wade. I think, yeah. I think he, he's, he's, been a,
1: he's been popping up a lot lately, he has been hitting
0: okay. Um, yeah, it's true, they have three lesser-known brothers in this movie, at least.
1: No, but so. also, I think uh, Randy and James were in the Long Riders together. Um, Is
0: that the movie that had like three, three yeah. different sets yeah, of the The, the Caribbeans, Carr- right?
1: the Keeches, and the uh, Quades. Oh yeah, and yeah. I can't remember which ones are which are already related. It might be the peaches and the quads are already related. Oh uh, really? There's some kind of marriage.
0: Okay, I know of that movie because of the fact that there's three sets of brothers. Yeah, but I didn't remember the name. And, of and it. they played sets. Of and brothers. it's mm-hmm. late '70s, probably '79. Walter Hill, one of his early ones. Okay, '79, maybe something like that. I uh, seventy. Might have been while we talked about it because of the sting, might maybe because of Walter Hill, maybe. Um, um, but um, so James, the cop played by James Keats pulls him over, and uh, he's holding the leash in his hand. Uh, you know why I pulled you over? And uh, and Anna doesn't know why, but uh, you know,
1: Which Clark sees the leash. He knows it, right? Going.
0: Right. He's like, he was, he was speeding, Russ. He was speeding, you know, trying to.
1: Trying to make it seem worse, but better.
0: And Edna wouldn't, so Edna wouldn't know. And um, he's like, I had a pooch like this once. I love that line. (laughs) Because.
1: Because it can mean a lot of different things.
0: Well, I, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's just the fact that he has no idea. Probably what the dog even looks like anymore.
1: (laughs) Um, So apparently the two of them, uh, Jim Chase and James mm -hmm. Keish, had to bite their lips while they're doing the scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were they were busting each other up, yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. To, to and the, it took a while to get a nice serious take on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but that's pretty pretty famous scene from this movie for sure. Not about the dog.
1: And uh, actually, since that time, every time uh, in a comedy a pulls over someone, I expect some some, some similar type scene of yes, that uh, the, the driver's done something really horrible. Right, but not exactly what you think it's going to be. Right, you
0: know? right. Like
1: yeah, right. like, uh, it was it was a movie uh, something about Mary. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Serial killer in the side. Right,
0: right, right. Well, um, and you know, Anna doesn't know what happened yet. And then the cop says, "I'm gonna go back and scrape the rest of the carcass off the road." Or whatever. Then she then she knows. Then she's mad. Um, They go uh, they go to a a fast food uh, drive in, and it's actually a Sonic, which you know Sonic was big bigger out west is yes. around um i didn't know about sonic until i moved to georgia i guess it was probably here when i moved here but i mean they're everywhere here yeah but well, i lived in lived in dallas sonic is like an institution there because i think it's been around a lot longer oh, Yeah. everybody everybody goes there all the time
1: when i grew up in little tiny abilene kansas uh there was the anw drive drive oh, okay and there's a sonic drive okay and they serve pretty much the same thing so
0: yeah yeah um yeah, Sonic is. Uh, yeah, I mean here it's it's still big, but you know it's not hasn't been around for 50 years or whatever it is. And I was surprised because I looked close on the packaging and it's Sonic. You know they don't yeah. they don't try to publicize it, but it's there. You
1: know? Well, uh, Harold Ramis was talking a little bit in the trivia about uh, This is like a, the second movie he directed, and mm-hmm. he was really struggling to get certain things in frame naturally occurring. And one of them was product placement. You know. Mm-hmm. People either in order to pay to have their product in, mm-hmm. or they can pay to have it out. You know, depending on the type of scene.
0: Right, um, right.
1: And you uh, pointed out in, in his little comment that when you one of those times when you see the girl in the Ferrari you're in the car, she's right next to a a truck with a I can't remember what it was on the truck, but that was a product wow. placement, and the truck yeah. filled up most of the screen.
0: Yeah, I do remember. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but I do remember that. Yeah.
1: So things like that like, yeah, i was trying to, you know, learn the subtle way of, of dropping these things in that people had paid to get in there, little product placement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess okay. Sonic uh, was one of them. Yeah. You don't think about it too much back then, but it was, it was still,
1: it was still there. Well, nowadays, uh, especially uh, you know, on the TV show, when we, uh, when we had kitchen scenes where <laughs> mm-hmm. um, everything had to be taped off or, or blacked out mm-hmm. and they didn't want to do uh you know, digital editing, which costs more. So there'd be like tape over some of the boxes mm-hmm. or, or they put this over, you know, they, they'd obscure the name so that you couldn't tell. I mean, you could tell what it was by the packaging, right. but you couldn't have,
0: have a name there. Right, right. Yep. Okay. And we'll be back right after this. Well, there she is. Where? Right here, it's the wagon.
1: Dad, this is not the car you ordered.
0: Take it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh, this is not the car I ordered. I distinctly ordered the uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. You didn't order the, uh, Metallic P? Metallic P? No, Antarctic Blue. The Sports Wagon. This isn't even the right model. You know, I think you're right. I don't think this is the car. This is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a, this is a damn fine automobile. If you want my honest opinion, beats the hell out of the Sports Wagon, but I want to make you happy, huh? Davenport! I'll get to the bottom of this. Yes, Mr. Ed. Mr. Griswold ordered a blue sports wagon. Where is it? I don't know, sir. I know what must have happened. It didn't come in. Ed, I'm not your ordinary, everyday fool, okay? Now, I'd like my Antarctic blue super sports wagon right now. And if you can't get it for me, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Where's my old car? I'm just as upset as you are, believe me. Davenport! Get Mr. Griswold's car back and bring it back here! I can get you the wagon. There's no problem there. The problem is it might take six weeks. Now, I owe it to myself to tell you, Mr. Griswold, that if you're thinking of taking the tribe cross-country, this is the automobile you should be using, the Wagon Queen family truckster. You think you hate it now. But wait till you're driving. I don't want to drive it. I just want my old car back, Okay? I'm not falling for this bit. No way. Let's go, Russ. Clark, is that the right car? No, it isn't, honey. I uh I changed my mind. <laughs> they flattened our old car like a pancake. Are you serious? Is is this really our car, Dad? What happened? I thought we were gonna get the little sports thing. Oh no, the sports wagon was too be small. Besides, I got a great deal on this one. Let me tell you, honey. We're taking the whole tribe across country. Believe me, this is your automobile. Why is it still running? Oh, all new cars do that. I'll take care of that in a second. <laughs> you may think you hate it now, honey, but where do you drive it? Whoa, we're back. Okay, we are back here on the podcast talking about National Lampoon's vacation. Uh, that is the first one. Not the remake, Um, and the the um, the Rotten Tomatoes score on this
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for this type of comedy is very impressive. It's a ninety three. Wow, I was shocked. Like, I love this movie. Obviously, it's I've seen it so many times. It's a great comedy, but this is not the kind of movie that gets a ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and a rare thing, I mean, I don't usually even talk about the audience score. The audience score is 85, which is lower, which is even more insane because this type of movie should always have a higher audience score than the score. But okay, it's 93. Yeah, must they must have did something right because it's that's about perfect for this kind of movie, really.
1: Yeah, you couldn't ask for more.
0: No, no, no. Um, the budget on this movie 15 million, uh, the box office 61 million. Uh, Adjusted for inflation, it's 163 million. Wow!
1: So, you know, a four X, yeah,
0: pretty good. good. So, very good. um, You know, very good. Not amazing, but very good.
1: Good enough to spawn 27 sequels.
0: Yeah, and this is a movie that is way more well known than the the inflated box office would suggest. Way more well known than that. It's you know very. Very beloved comedy. Uh, Lots of people love this one for sure. Um, And uh, the movie came out July 29th, 1983. Uh, Do you remember when you first saw the movie?
1: In the theaters. Yeah. Um, Exactly where, 83, I was in Kansas. So with my buddies, Mm -hmm. one of the theaters out
0: there. Okay. Um, This, yeah, I did not see the theaters. Um, I guess I was, I mean, I was, I mean, I was definitely too young to see a lot of movies that were rated R in like the mid 80s, but I was definitely too young to probably even, you know, ask about one to see this in theaters. I think I saw it probably when it came on uh, Never TV. like The, the TV version? Yeah. Uh, the TV kit. Which my, my cousin actually uh, recorded it for me, I think. I didn't, I didn't, might have just, just have gotten a VCR. I'm not sure, but I know I had the uh, recorded version of this and, uh, Uh, A couple other movies uh, at the time might have been the first police academy, also, maybe. Uh, That's a good cousin, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sending you movies and recording them. Thank you, yeah. Send me
1: something to watch it on,
0: right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I saw the network version, I'm sure I saw the network version many times before I ever saw the uncut version. Um, and uh, um, definitely loved it the first time I saw it, no question. Loved it, it was instantly one of my favorite movies.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. talk about the network version versus the tv i think a lot of people saw the network cleaner mm-hmm. version with the cuts before they saw this version yes uh, the original movie version <clears throat> yes and it makes me uh to some of the talks we've had about perception of, of what things are your memories of them mm-hmm. a lot of people's memories of, of the movie don't include a lot of the more vulgar stuff because right. Right. they never saw it in the theater when it came out yeah,
0: yeah. it wasn't
1: until uh probably the DVD came out today or I got to see it on HBO or something like that mm-hmm. uncut, but they uh, actually got a, an earful of what was really being going yeah.
0: on. Yeah, we wouldn't <clears throat> we wouldn't know about why, you know, who thought Vicky was the best kisser until many yep. years later. Um, now here's other movies. This is the summertime, so there's a lot of good ones here, a lot of big ones at least. Um, there's the movies in theaters at the same time. Uh, Jaws 3D, Mr. Mom, Stroker Ace, Porky's 2, Twilight Zone the movie, Superman 3, Octopussy, War Games, Trading Places, Return of the Jedi, Risky Business, Cujo, Smoking the Bandit 3, Easy Money, and Strange Brew. Wow,
1: that's a big, eclectic group.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I know that there's some of those movies that I absolutely would not have seen. Yeah, yeah. Jaws 3D? No, no. I think I did see it eventually on uh Showtime or HBO, many years later. Yeah. And it was as cheesy as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saw
0: very, you probably saw Return <clears in> of <throat> the Jedi in theaters, didn't
1: you? Definitely didn't see Stroke racing in theaters. Uh, yeah. So, um, Porky's too, because we like Porky's bunch of on that. Twilight Zone, Superman 3, Octopussy, War Games, Trading Places, Return of the Jedi, Risky Business, Cujo, um, and Strange Brew are the ones that I
0: remember seeing in the theater when they came out. So yeah. In that
1: time period. Um, so a lot of those movies <clears throat>
0: yeah um, you know I it's possible that I didn't see any of these movies in theaters
1: absolutely I mean you were 11 12
0: yeah I was like 12 um, I mean it's possible I didn't see any of these in theaters actually I'm pretty sure that's true.
1: And looking at them, most of them, except for maybe a Stroke or Ace or Mr. Mom, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be able to get into unless you were with a parent. Right. And most parents wouldn't take the kids to see most of these movies. Right. Um, right. Uh, it may be Strange Brew if they knew what it was. They right. Like Bob and Doug McKenzie.
0: Right. Um, but Strange yeah. Brew is one that I'm sure never played in my hometown. And
1: he's probably the, the <laughs> only title on there that most people out there are going, like, Strange Brew? Yeah. What's that?
0: And I, and I loved it later on VHS, man. Right. I had it out and watched
1: it a bunch of well, It goes back to the Second City Center Live thing, you know. Me and my, my, yeah. my group of guys, you know, we were all into all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Um, I might have seen, might have seen Superman 3 in theaters, maybe. Uh, possibly. But the other ones, no. So um, Some good ones, though. I trained places on the list, um, but... Uh, the only one
1: of these that I honestly remember seeing in the theater for sure and what theater was in Manhattan, Kansas was Risky Business. Yeah. Because I was in the, at the University of Kansas at the time. And it's half, half of us went to one school, the other half went to the other school, the group, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was meet up with the gang and I was going to the theater in, in, in Manhattan, Kansas, you know,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: enemy territory. Yeah. For a young college guy.
0: Yeah. So. Um, and, uh, I have a little story here about uh, Smoking the Bandit Three. I know that um when they were uh, making the movie Nothing in Common, where uh Jackie Gleason played yeah. Tom Hanks' father. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now who directed it, but it was a big director. I was a, but anyway, he said he was trying to talk Jackie Gleason into being in this movie. He's like, you know, do you want your last movie credit to be Smoking the Bandit Three? <laughs> Because basically saying you're gonna die soon. Uh you should be in a, a, a decent movie. Was it Marshall? Might have been. Gary Marshall, yeah, might have been. Um uh, But um yeah. i remember seeing seen that movie in the theater. I liked it. hmm It's a good movie, yeah. Talking like uh, to 3 do you mean?
1: Uh yeah, it was Gary Marshall. <laughs> no, um uh, not nothing.
0: Come. Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so which one have you seen the most? Uh, I mean, Including which, Vacation. Uh,
1: Twilight Zone, Board Games, Trading Places, Return of the Jedi, Risky Business. Um, I'm believe that Risky Business is the movie I've seen the most. Okay. Although the Return of the Jedi, at the time, I might have seen it three or four times in the theater yeah. when it came out. Um But over the years, Risky Business of all those is probably my favorite movie.
0: Yeah. Most of but the one you've seen the most and your favorite, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know, even the Trading Places on the list. I know I've seen Vacation more than Trading Places, but I've seen Trading Places a lot, so I would say Vacation is is definitely the number one on there. But there's yeah. there's several of these that I've well, seen a bunch of. Times. War
1: Games is one of those movies where it, part of it's on, and I'm just sitting around yeah. flipping the channels. and I will watch this, yeah, and yeah. no matter what part it's on, and
0: watch to the end. Yeah, and this is a rare list when we do these that. There's a bunch of movies on here that I've seen at least six or seven times. Like most, like a lot of these, you know. But yeah, anyway. Um, and uh, the director Harold Ramis. Yes. Uh, yeah. We well like, known. We like that guy. Stripes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Not. Uh, I'm trying to think of the the last movie I saw him in. He played, uh, Seth Rogan's dad.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, knocked up. Knocked, knocked up. up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, also, of
1: course, Ghostbusters and all the Ghostbusters movies,
0: director of Groundhog Day, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh That's a pretty well, good one. He did Groundhog Day 2 as well. Yeah, I exactly. I just thought he did the first one. Yep.
0: Still still groundhogging. Groundhog Day 2.
1: Still Groundhog. That's a and great title.
0: One of my main, biggest pet peeves, and I, it's not even necessarily just the movie. Anytime someone say Groundhog's Day, it's not Groundhog's Day. Yeah. God damn it. It's, it's groundhog, groundhog, Day. groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. and. I care way more about the, the movie than I do the holiday, but either way, it's not Groundhog's Day. But, Pam, there's like 40% of people on the internet say Groundhog's Day. <laughs> oh, it pisses me off. Um, and, uh, you know, here we are. I have another uh, movie with a Hughes connection. Uh, oh, yeah. He wrote it. Um, uh, he
1: wrote the original story that was in National Lampoon about his, one of his vacations. I think it was Vacation 58. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was about uh, him and his family. Taking a road trip to Disneyland in mm-hmm. California. Yeah, um, and then uh, it got turned into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing that uh, Chevy Chase and Harold Ramis together kind of worked over the script to uh, mm-hmm. add in a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff they filmed was ad lib. Mm-hmm. You know, you got get the story, then you get the script, and you start filming everything. Then you edit it down to what you get in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we've already had several Hughes movies on the list. Uh, I can't think right now. Probably going to be one or two more, probably. I can't remember, but probably one or two more. Um, uh, the uh, the tagline for this movie, every summer, Chevy Chase takes his family on a little trip. This year, he went too far.
1: That's a good line.
0: Yeah. Um, Steve Parker wore. That's easy. Do- Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray.
1: Oh, there were a lot of little little parts for some well-known actors. Mm-hmm. Uh John Deal is the greasy mechanic. Yeah. And also Talbot, his, his partner buddy from Miami Vice. They were both in this movie in small parts. Oh, really? I was going through the list of things. But I had to go back and find them. They're like blinking the scene. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, the fact they were both in the movie together was interesting. They didn't have a scene together. But.
0: Right, right. Um, the Bechdel test, yes. I am Audrey,
1: yes. uh, Vicki, yeah. uh, Ellen, Ellen, Catherine. Yeah. It, it, and, and we know their names. I mean,
0: each other. the two girls are talking about farming and, and growing weed. Yeah.
1: So there's, yeah. there's lots of stuff going on here.
0: It's bizarre that this movie easily passes the Bechdel test. We don't, not,
1: not so much. Uh, the people <laughs> writing it, yeah. producing and directing, you know, they're all a little more uh, uh, open to mm-hmm. letting – the actors and the characters speak for themselves and instead mm-hmm. of forcing them to uh, uh, a certain way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh yeah, and it's time to get uh back to talking about the story um, where we left off uh was where uh Clark takes a detour and he's on this road It's, uh there's no other cars anywhere around. Yeah. And then he passes a sign that's his detour detour it goes on a uh, basically a ramp and uh, makes a jump, and so, uh, he's bragging about. Do
1: you know the trivia about the jump? No, no. So uh, they had like six or seven of these cars. Yeah, uh, and one of the first things is, of course, uh, the car makes a jump, comes down, goes first, oh. and they have to adjust all the other cars to mm-hmm. show the damage that was done at this point. So after mm-hmm. filming that thing, all the other cars that later on in the movie had to show the damage. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the stunt guy who actually drove drove the jump. Everyone's making bets on how far he would go. He mm-hmm. said, "I'll go fifty. I'll go fifty yards." Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm not "I' going to make it," and, the, and he made it.
0: He yeah. made it as far as. no oh, really? The bat. Okay. Because so. uh, Clark is over, awful proud about the. You know, they say you must have jumped fifty yards. He's like, fifty yards. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is where he gets with Russ, Russ, and uh, sharing a beer with him. Um, he's talking about how his dad took him across country and he never had any fun.
1: Yeah, yeah the Michael says the, his beer came was empty.
0: Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, because he chugs it pretty good now. <laughs> uh, and then he realized, Clark realizes he needs to needs to walk uh, to get help. And uh, he's walking across the <clears throat> desert, and we get the two uh, Indian guys there.
1: So uh, the this, this scenes of him walking mm-hmm. across the desert, how mm-hmm. Ramis had actually previously watched, uh, what was that movie? Uh, the <clears throat> It was a, uh, like, First humans kind of movie, something of fire, uh, ring of fire, ring fire maybe. I'm not sure if it was ring of fire. Yeah, but uh, he really liked the cinematography that showed a lot of long, mm-hmm. wide shots and mm-hmm. the, the fuzzy look. Mm-hmm. So when he filmed this. He basically did an homage to.
0: Oh really? To that movie. Okay. Um, but Kark uh, is wandering through the desert, uh, thirsty, and uh, the Indian guys are on horseback, just you know saying what an asshole or whatever, and he's uh, <laughs> laughing at him, um, and uh, uh you know, Clark keeps walking and uh, you know the the family ends up getting in the gas station before him and he wanders in. Um the uh you know the gas station guys uh you know fix the car and the mechanics are played by first of all one is Mickey Jones. This guy was in a lot of stuff back then. He used to play a, a biker type. Oh yeah. Um big burly dude with a yeah. big big beard and uh and uh, and John Deal, um, yep. which, you know, we had previously saw him Falling Down. Yep. He was the guy that uh, had the family, and he thought Michael Douglas was going was gonna to hurt his daughter. Did I ever take my,
1: my John Deal signing in the Raw incident?
0: I think, uh, it was, it was can't Atlanta. remember.
1: Uh, What's up okay. the theater? I watched the camera what movie I was watching. I was in mm-hmm. line for the possession stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was standing right in front of me with this kid. Um, oh, yeah? Uh, what he was doing here, this was. 30 years ago, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But he was already well-known for Mandy Vice at the mm-hmm. time, so it was the uh, late 80s, early 90s, probably sure, early okay. 90s. Uh, it was in Dorville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It was like that. Done deal. Okay. He's very recognizable.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Of course, he isn't in all his movies because, I don't know, if he plays a version of himself, but he does. I like him.
0: Yeah, yeah. He plays a good job player, playing like a, a hick. <clears throat>
1: you <know>. Yeah, Stripes <laughs> is really good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot he was in Stripes, too. Yeah. Um, uh, they get to the hotel and, um, his, uh, carks out of cash. Cause he'd given all the money to the mechanics. Cause they demanded it all. And, uh, uh, he's like, as he puts it, we spent it all and four bald tires on a tow. Um, and, the uh, the bank, the hotel desk, desk guy, a manager, or whatever, saying his credit cards declined. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, basically he's trying to write the guy a check and he's like, you keep most of it, I just need $300. He won't do it, but then uh, the guy walks away and the cash register pops open so he just leaves a check here and takes Here's the money. money. And uh, the family's outside looking at the Grand Canyon he just kind of hurries them through. Um, <clears throat> and soon after this, they're in the car and they realize that uh, Edna died. <laughs> they're like, she won't, you know, get her off me, get her off me. And, uh, and then, of course, everyone is uh, disgusted by it, um, and uh, Clark's like, well, we could just strap her to the hood, you know? To the hood. Um,
1: and uh, She doesn't ever make it uh, to the hood.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, not the well the hood. I'm sorry, the roof. Yeah, yeah the roof. Strap her to the roof. Um, and he gets it to her, uh, her son's house in uh, Phoenix, who isn't home. They say, well, he knows we're coming. He's not home. So Clark does some kind of prayer. Uh, Atah. <laughs> he mixes like seven religions together or something in this uh, prayer, and uh, and then they they leave the leave Ed in there on the uh, uh, doorstep, yeah. and uh yeah. pouring rain down, um, and uh, they get back in the car and they're uh, and the, they're talking about why don't we just you know why don't we just go home or whatever or uh we just give up and here's what Clark uh, here. Clark slams the brakes and uh, here's what Clark says. I think you're all fucked in ahead. We're ten hours from the fucking fun park and you want to bail out. I'll well, tell you something, this is no longer vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun, we're gonna need plastic surgery. Move our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling zippity-doo to all your assholes. I gotta be crazy on a pilgrimage to see a moose. Praise Marty Moose. Holy shit. So Quest for fire.
1: Quest for Fire. Yeah, yeah, not Ring of Fire. Yeah,
0: Ring of Fire. Quest for Fire. Yeah. This rant's pretty good. It's not quite as good as the one in Christmas Vacation, but it's still pretty good. Yes. Uh, I think it became
1: a signature. I think he did a, a rant in every movie, didn't he? At some point, everyone was going one probably. direction. He wanted to go his way, and yeah. he gave his rant, and
0: Probably along. so, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears> and uh, so they get to the next hotel, and Clark's in the hotel lobby, hitting on all kinds of different women. And then here comes Christy Brinkley again. Um, and he's, she's talking to him and he's like, you know, the family, it's all disguised. I'm with the, he's with the CIA or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole, you know, family thing and, uh, you know, the wedding ring and everything, you know? So they go outside or they go out to the pool and, uh, they're going swimming and, uh, Christy Brinkley uh, dives in. She's got her, uh, whatever, on or whatever. So, she's
1: so apparently watch. they want her to be naked.
0: Okay. She refused. Of course they did.
1: The cute compromised by wearing the wrong hands.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they're. Uh, <clears throat> he jumps in finally, and the water's cold, and he's screaming, "Cold, cold!" Wakes up everyone. Um. Uh, and uh, him and the him and the wife eventually uh sort of make up. But anyway, they're on the way to Wally World.
1: So the, the leading scene here that didn't make in the movie. <clears throat> okay. Rusty apparently uh uh finds a hooker. And she invites him into her room. Mm. And uh, although it was cut at the very end of the, the pool scene mm-hmm. where Rusty mm-hmm. Eleanor and Eleanor or Audrey are watching yeah. in the pool, the hooker's right there. Oh, okay. That's the other girl that's there. Oh, that's okay. The I
0: didn't know about that. And they're getting to the Wally World and the uh, park. There's zero cars in the uh, parking lot There's probably one of ten thousand cars or whatever. Yeah. He parks near the back. He's like, well, "Oh, we park up. You know, why don't we park in here?"
1: So the the, the parking lot was the Santa and the know Racetrack. Okay. Yeah. And they just uh did a uh CGI thing for the Wally World Park. Thing. Oh, okay. Placing the the racetrack sign with the Wally World sign. Oh, okay. All, uh, yeah. Movie magic.
0: Yeah. Um. And they're, part, they're like we park in the back. We'll be the first ones to leave. You know, we'll be able to get out easy. And they're all like, "Oh, yeah, that's a great idea." Then. And uh, they get out of the car and they're running toward the front. And we have chariots of fire playing.
1: So, another thing is, uh, I read about this. It mm-hmm. was like 105 degrees in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And the, the asphalt, at the big giant open parking lot, mm-hmm. 130 degrees. Oh, yeah. And between each take, Dana Barron mm-hmm. would, would pass out on the bench. <laughs> really? And and uh, Michael, Anthony Hall, Anthony Michael Hall also had to be. Yeah, I had to recover a couple of times. Yeah, from this, from just just from the the, the scenes of, of running up. Oh yeah, it was so <laughs> brutally hot.
0: Oh I'm sure,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they got the uh, chariot of fire playing, which. It was a super well-known song back yes. then, for sure. Uh, something that movie was only tears old at this point.
1: You get any but, get anyone running in an open field or anything. You know, yeah. Play that music, you know what's going on. It's great. Right.
0: Yeah. And it was used, used so many times in the yeah. TV shows and movies. Um, and uh, I get to the front, and uh, it's closed for repairs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh car punches the moose, the uh, – the recorded voice that tells them. The recorded voice was her awareness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so this is where the uh, original movie film changes. Okay. I don't know if you read this, but uh, they filmed a different ending. It did not test well. Mm-hmm. The original ending had them upset it being closed, So they went and found Roy Wally and his family and they kidnapped him in their own home and they held him hostage until and made them sing and dance for that. You know, <laughs> it's very similar to the way that, uh, Clark kind of held his boss Mm -hmm. in Christmas Vacation kind of there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it didn't test well, so they had to come up with a new ending uh, and they hired hired John Candy, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: came in and played a version of a character he played on uh, Second City TV. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And he was paid a lot of money for this one little ending.
0: Um,
1: And the ending here was filmed about four months after the regular production. Mm -hmm. And in between, Anthony Michael Hall at a puberty growth spurt. Yeah. So if you watch the whole movie all the way through, uh, you'll see that their tans have changed.
0: They're mm-hmm. less
1: tan. And Anthony Michael Hall is now taller. Mm-hmm. He used to be shorter than his mom. Now he's taller than his mom. Mm-hmm. And apparently in the original script, Audrey was supposed to be the older child. Mm-hmm. But Because by the end, Anthony Michael was, tall, was taller than her. They, somewhere along the lines, they made it correct oh, okay. that he was the oldest. Okay. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of little things had to be changed because four months later they decided to refilm a new ending.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Clark, you know, decides he's going to go to a sporting goods store, and uh, we don't know what he's getting at the time, but he gets something that's in a bag. He goes back to Wally World, and uh, John Candy uh, greets him. He's like, "Sorry, we're closed. Moose out front should have told you." Um, and uh, he. Uh, He pulls the gun, you know, pushes it basically right through the paper bag, you know, points the gun at him. And, uh, you know, he says something like he has an appointment. And he's like, what's this regarding Mr. Grizzle?" Which was a uh, a running joke, especially in Christmas Vacation, that no one can pronounce the name Griswold. A European vacation, too, I think. Nobody can pronounce it right. They keep mispronouncing it. Um, And uh, now Frank McRae comes out who's also one of the security guards or whatever at the park. And he just died like a couple, a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, like three weeks ago or something. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he was, um, he was in here too, uh, playing the other security guard. And, uh, you know, basically he's forcing him to get on the the rides and, uh, uh, John Candy asked uh, Rusty, has your father ever killed anyone for her? He's like, just, just a dog. Oh, Oh, and Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna. And he says, you can't you can't prove that. Um, they're on all the rides, and the SWAT team arrives.
1: and uh, So apparently, like in the roller coaster, mm-hmm. they wanted Chevy Chase and John Candy in the front. Mm-hmm. But the two of them were so big, they couldn't fit them in the front together. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, why Rusty uh, is up front with John Candy. Oh, that makes and sense, he, yeah. Andy Michael Hall didn't want to be up front. He did not like the roller coaster. None of them really liked it. No. They ran they, – Ran, especially the wooden roller coaster, they ran through it so many times to get all the different shots and mm-hmm. think They were, they were ill. Oh, <laughs> I'm were, sure, yeah. Uh, Dana Gould, uh, oh, Dana, Dana, Dana Gould. Barron mm-hmm. had to take motion sickness pills
0: a lot. Oh, okay. You know, to get, get through it all. Yeah. Um, and this is where, uh, John Candy, you know, realizes he said, like, that's a BB gun. He's like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. What well, could puncture the skin and cause a really bad infection? Um, and, uh, the SWAT team arrives and then Mr. Wally shows up, uh, Roy Wally. Um, and, uh, you know, they're basically talking to him and trying to talk the way out of it. And, uh, you know, sorry, we were all, you know, we were a little, we are a little, everything went a little haywire and, you know, imagine if you got to Florida and it's closed and you know, they don't close Florida. Yeah, I know, but they, you know, um, but basically they, uh, you know, they appeal to mm-hmm. his sympathies, and uh, he decides he's not gonna press charges. So, and then, they, and then you get to the uh, the end credits, which is uh, pictures of the trip, yeah. Um, and the very last pictures is them all on an airplane. So, they got to take an airplane home, yeah, fly yeah,
1: leave yeah. the car,
0: yeah. And we'll be back right for this. How do you like yours, Clark? Oh, medium rare, a little pink inside. No, you're fine. Light or dark? Oh, uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Vicky, can I help you with that Kool-Aid? Please? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. It does just fine by itself, huh? Uh, I like it better than tuna helper myself, don't you, Clark? You're the gourmet around here, Ed. No meat in this?
1: You get plenty of meat at home. Be polite. Have some ketchup.
0: Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Oh, nothing but the best. <laughs> Aunt Edna! Helper's getting cold. Is that your Aunt Edna? <laughs> After all these years, you're looking so good. Oh, hi, Edna. Nice to see you again. You remember Clark, don't you? You were the ones that sent me the fruitcake for Christmas. It made me so sick. Oh, I'm sorry. We thought you enjoyed fruitcake. You enjoy throwing up every five minutes, Claude? Clark. I thought so. Well, am I going to eat or am I going to starve to death? Catherine, did you tell Clark and Ellen the good news? Uh, no, I was just about to. Catherine, what's the good news? You're driving me to Phoenix! Okay, we are back on the podcast talking about National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, it's time to play uh, one of the trivia games we play here. and uh, We're going to get back to playing uh, Last Man Stanton again. Hey. Which is the, Last Man Stanton. Yeah, which is uh, the game where you uh, yeah. usually take one actor uh, and you take turns name and the movies they've been in. It has to be theatrical movies, TV shows don't count, TV movies don't count. Uh, but this week, what are we doing this week? Which this week we're going
1: to do... Uh, so, I thought of Brian Dahl Murray. Let's... Let's go with the whole Murray crew there, the three brothers. Okay. Which is Brian Dol mm-hmm. Murray, Bill Murray, and Joel Murray,
0: and Joel Murray. Okay. Okay. Would
1: you like to go first? I'm going to name a movie with all three Scrooge.
0: Oh, okay, Scrooge. Okay. I'm going to say National Lampoon's Vacation. Ah, uh, I'll go with Caddyshack. Okay. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
1: Ah, uh, has do? know uh, has Brian Dol Murray? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, have they been in anything yet.
0: Ghostbusters? Okay, uh, Ghostbusters 2. Um, uh,
1: was there Ghostbusters 3? There wasn't, was there? Oh, there's about to be, yeah. Oh, you know call what? that,
0: like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go with Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. So, yeah, exactly.
1: The uh, the female lady living. Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, it's just called <laughs> Ghostbusters, but uh, they all had a bit part in, including him,
0: right? right. Um okay. Um
1: I guess we can't do Afterlife because it hadn't come out yet.
0: Right, right, right exactly. Um and uh let's see. let has been in some movies. Um I'm gonna go with uh uh Where the Buffalo Roam?
1: I'm gonna go with Groundhog Day. Fuck you. <laughs> you lose Groundhog Day. You lose. i just just mess with you. What yeah. are your pet peeves? With two Grand
0: holes Day. With two Murray's. Um, yeah. I'm yes. going to go with. It's uh, a double Murray. Yeah. Uh, Stripes. Ah, uh, good one. Uh, uh,
1: Charlie's Angels.
0: Okay. Uh, Lost in Translation.
1: Elphantrop. Is that the new
0: one? Mm.
1: No, it's not the Dumbo Drop. No. I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm getting getting mixed up with my
0: elephant you should pick a
1: different movie. Yeah. Um, he's been in so many. His mm-hmm. Elvis Brothers. I wish I was a big Joel Murray connoisseur. I think he's been in more TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and there's, there's all these movies out there that they've been in. Zombie Land.
0: Yeah, okay. That's actually the first. Next one I was going to say. Um, uh, meatballs. Oh, yeah. yeah good one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Stumped on yeah, Mary? Yeah. But yeah. I'm stumped.
0: Really? Damn.
1: I picked the names and I'm stumped.
0: Um, about Osmosis Jones. Cartoon. He was in. The voice. I did not know that. Quick Change.
1: Oh, we even did Quick Change. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, see? I just can't think. Was it Razor's Edge? Was that one? Yes, Razor's yeah. Edge.
0: Um, um, What was the uh, Broken Flowers? Um how many elephant movies? Um, uh, let me think. But you, also you, Man Who you- Knew Too Little. Um, um, yeah, I can't remember the elephant movie now. Um, but uh Garfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about, what about the second Garfield? Do you know the subtitle? No. The Tale of Two Kitties? Oh, my God. Yeah. Tale of Two Kitties. Um, no,
1: uh, I'm bringing them up here on IMDb. Let's mm-hmm. see what all the stupid movies, all the wonderful movies that we – uh I completely blew uh, Rushmore. Oh, I like Rushmore, yeah, too. Yeah. When Rice down.
0: Oh, yeah. The Life According – was it Steve Zissou? Yeah. Life Aquatic, life Aquatic with like Steve life. um, and uh, uh what's the was what is it? Is it? Is it the Man at Steric He was in that, wasn't he? Uh, Ewan McGregor, and, and uh, um,
1: that was an odd movie, yeah. I mean, I never saw it, but I, I yeah. just remember reading about it. like, that's got to be a really odd movie,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, that's, uh right Apparently it was something called On the Rocks recently. Oh, he wasn't—he was in Double Tap. I never saw Double Tap. Did you see Double Tap? Not
0: Double yet. Double Tap? Not yet. No. Maybe, oh, maybe I maybe, couldn't think of the maybe part two. Of, yeah, I can't think. I couldn't think of the part two name. I, I the Dead say. Don't Die. I want to see that too. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, On the Rocks was a uh, maybe an Apple TV movie. I okay.
1: I uh, love dogs. Uh, I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. yet.
0: Uh,
1: The Jungle Book, he played Alu, Bo- the West of Blue, uh, Rock the Casbah, Aloha. Uh, he was in Dumber and Dumber 2. Okay. played Ice Pick, hmm. who, who was a holdover from Magna
0: hmm.
1: I'm going to go back to the beginning of his career here. Okay. I can't remember all this recent stuff that he's done.
0: Was, uh, was Joe Murray in uh, One Crazy Summer?
1: He might have been.
0: I think he. I know he was in one of those mid '80s kind of kind of popular mm. comedies.
1: Bill Murray was in The Ruddles. All you cash. Huh. As Bill Murray the K, which is a really good name for him.
0: Bill Murray name, the what?
1: Bill Murray the K. Murray the K was a a disc jockey that was known for promoting rock and roll. So <laughs> he's Bill Murray the K. <laughs> Coming attractions: A Bird for uh, uh, Meatballs, '79. Mr. Mike's Mondo video. I can't remember that one. Where the Buffalo Roam. Mm-hmm. BC Rock. Uh, He's a, a voice in Caddyshack Stripes. Uh, Tootsie.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Tootsie, Tootsie, yeah.
1: Tootsie. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, nothing Last Forever. I don't remember that. The Razor's Edge. Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. Mm. Isn't that? yeah. She's Having a Baby. There's any credit in that?
0: Oh. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Scrooge, I mentioned uh, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 2. We got Quick Change. Yeah. What
0: about Bob? Oh, oh, that's really, a big one.
1: Groundhog Day? Yeah, yeah. Mad Dog and Glory. I remember
0: him, Oh, but, yeah. I saw that a couple years ago.
1: Is you that know, Robert De Niro? And- yeah.
0: The- yeah. It's. Because Murray <laughs> plays the the mobster, and De Niro is like the calm, quiet guy or whatever. Ed Wood? Oh, yeah. He
1: yeah. wasn't Ed Wood. I, I was Kingpin. Oh. <sighs>
0: Kingpin,
1: yeah. Larger larger than life is, than uh, life, is yeah. the movie.
0: Operation Dumble drops on with uh with uh Leota and Danny Glover maybe?
1: Yeah. The man who knew to Little yeah. Wild he was in Wild Things, Huh. Is that a, with friends like these Rushmore, Cradle Rock? I don't remember being to be Rock. Hmm. Um Hamlet. The Ethan Hawk one. Hmm. Okay. The Osmosis Jones, Royal Tenenbaums,
0: mm-hmm.
1: awesome translation, Garfield, Blackwater, Broken Flowers. All right, all right. Hmm. Darjeeling Limited. Those are all Paul Thomas Sanderson. He's in a lot of his movies. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. I, guess I started he-
0: watching that recently, but didn't finish. Darjeeling. I mean, it was it was fine. I just wasn't in the mood for it.
1: Yeah, he's, he's even contested Mr. Fox. He played Badger. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Murray's. Off. Yeah, I'm a at Brian dog, but okay. yeah, it's got to be something that his brother wasn't in.
0: Well, um, I'm gonna say who yeah, I'm gonna do the who's your guy part in this, and it's got to be Cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know what? Yeah, he yeah. knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and Cousin uh, Vicky does a pretty good job there mm-hmm. with with her little part as well. I mean, yeah, delivers some funny lines. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, don't know if she was aware of what she was delivering at the time, but uh Randy Quaid definitely knew. Yeah, what 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 scenes he was chewing up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did a really yeah. good job.
0: Yeah, he did it. This is the movie that really. This is the movie that broke him out as a, as a comedy, you know, like movie actor. Like before this, he was he was definitely in some good movies. He was in a lot of good movies, but this is the one that made him like, oh yeah, we got to get that guy in the movie. He's funny so You know, this is the movie that made Randy Quaid that guy um i'm gonna go over the villains list uh, before we discuss who the villain might be in this movie uh at the bottom of our villains list uh at number 10 uh, the thing from the thing hans gruber from Die diehard bricktop from snatch nino brown from new jack city hans landa from inglorious bastards dudley smith Melly confidential the xenomorph from alien nurse ratchet Wicked witch of the west and hannibal Lecter. um and uh, did you want to say any more movies they were in there?
1: No, I'm just going to mm-hmm. casually graze O'Bron Murray here and see if I can find something. Okay. interesting he was in that No one else was in So no who's, Murray who's Murray.
0: the villain in this movie?
1: Clark Griswold.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. the yeah. old
1: worst enemy yeah. from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but he's so good at it. Right. Uh, at the beginning in every movie, he's his own worst enemy. hmm Yeah. <clears throat> and apparently it's a personal trade of cavities. it's
0: Oh he's yeah, his yeah. own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the villain. Uh, is he is he villainous enough to make our top ten? Uh
1: no, no,
0: <laughs> no. No, he's definitely not uh, not villainous enough to uh, uh, outdo someone like Hans Gruber or no, no. or Nurse Ratchet or <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's definitely not going to make our list. Um, so. Paul, where would this be on your list? Would this be in the top 100?
1: This would be. It's, it's just still funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the differences between the TV version and the, the mm-hmm. actual version are so well, yeah. shocking enough and stark enough. I mean, you can still enjoy one or the other. Yeah. Um, but I like the original,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the more profane version.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think it is on my list?
1: Uh, on your list. By the way, uh, Brian Doyle Murray was in a movie called Fuzz in 1972, huh. which I'm sure is Bill Murray went in. No. But that's where his credits start. Um, oh, he was Brian Doyle Murray, no hyphen.
0: Okay. So,
1: he must have been another Brian Doyle Murray out there. You know, yes. Yeah. Uh, on your list, let me bring up the list here and see where we're at here. Um... Because you mentioned that that uh, you've seen this movie probably more than any of the ones around mm-hmm. the time, um, I'm gonna put it fairly high on your list. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at other John Hughes techniques. movies. Well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was six. Uh, office Space was thirteen. Uh, number twenty. Number
0: twenty.
1: Yeah.
0: Number thirty-six. Oh. Number thirty-six. Between
1: on list. Die Hard and the Blues Brothers.
0: Yep. And I looked at my uh list that we've done so far in the 30s, and we've done all but one movie now in the 30s, including this one. 39 and, is left. Yeah, and I've seen this way more than any movie in my 30s, including the one we haven't done yet. Way more. Way more. I've seen it so many times. Loved it when I was a little kid. When I first saw it. Never, never tired of it. The gags are always great. Um, it's a good story. Just, you know, always. Yeah, number 36 on the list. That's a good one. Um, now, time to talk about what didn't make the list. I'm going to say what didn't make the list, uh, Porky's. Now, when I was that age, I loved Porky's probably as much as I like this movie. Um, and I finally rewatched Porky's about two months ago, and it's it's still pretty good. It really is. And Porties has a reputation because everyone knows about the the shower thing and uh, Mrs. ballbreaker, the howling, yeah. Is Mike Mike there, Mike Right, right Mike, Mike Hunt? Yeah, and uh, Mrs. Ballbreaker uh you know, grabbing stuff in the shower, yeah. um, and the guys peeping on the girls in the shower. Yeah. And that's on the, and that's what people know about it and remember. But I watched it recently. It's I mean it is and it definitely has all those silly things in it, but it's a good movie. It
1: really is. It does a lot with the uh, camaraderie and brotherhood of the guys. Right.
0: right. uh,
1: And pointed out the fact that for some of them, that was the only family they had.
0: Yeah. And and, I mean, it it was, um, you know, it was about the, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was really a big cut above a lot of, I mean, it, it sort of set the standard for the teen sex comedy. Yeah. But it's a cut above almost all of this because it's not just that. And there's even a storyline about the one guy who's Jewish and the anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah. And the and the guy whose whose dad is is beating him up, you know, and and then like at first they're against the, they don't like the Jewish guy because he's Jewish, and then in the end they're defending him, and it's it's actually a fucking solid movie. Yeah, it's got a lot of silly shit in it, but it's it's good too. I mean, it's really you know it's, it's a good movie. You didn't make my list, but I mean, it's are really. You, are underrated. you rethinking that you can trust sneaking in somewhere? No, no not really, this time. Not this time. But. If, if you've never seen it and it's a movie you've heard about and think that's not for me, it's actually a pretty good movie. It really is. Um, porky's. Yeah. Yeah. The original. Oh. Porky's, yeah. Um, uh, what do you You know, you have any plugs? Uh, not at this time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, hmm. uh, not again. Okay. I was going to mention a plug. Um, you know, cause I'd like, cause we have a lot of listeners and I'd like, some, you know, I'd like to see some feedback from people. And, uh, Maybe the simplest way to do that is if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can just tweet at me about the podcast, um, and ask questions or just comments or whatever. What
1: is your Twitter handle?
0: Uh, um, my Twitter handle is Jason, uh, J S O N,
1: 26582. 26582, yes,
0: is that the zip code Yeah, it is, really. Yeah, it is, yes, <laughs> it yeah, it's Jason 26582. If you want to. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's in the wild mountains of West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to mention the uh, you know, we talked about the Steve Park Award Um, um, about a week ago. I was like, well, why don't I just tweet Steve Park? He didn't answer me, but I tweeted Steve Park and said "Um, I have a movie podcast. We actually named an award after you because of what you did in Fargo Falling Down uh, do the right thing and uh, quick change, you know. Um, and he didn't. He didn't answer me back. But you know, he was, you know, a certain level of star. I figured eh, he might answer me. He never did. But you know, it'd be kind of cool if he answered me back. He's probably working in some other right, two, two or three. He's other playing movie. a Korean shop. Two or three other. Movies. He's wearing. He's busy playing a Korean shop owner in some other movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's a good actor. And anyway, figured I'd give it a shot. He didn't answer me back, but. um So it's time to talk about uh, what we're doing next week on the podcast. Uh Next week, uh, take your Geritol, it it cures tired blood. It does. Um, Get your picture on the cover of Time and mail yourself the answers two days before the show. There you go. Uh, That means next week we're talking about Quiz Show on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. Well, officer, whatever it is I've done, I'm sure I can explain. Explain this, you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. you know what the penalty for animal cruelty is in this state? No, sir, I don't. Well, it's probably pretty stiff. Oh, you can't think I'd do this on purpose, sir. I Look, I, I tied him to the rear bumper when I was packing the car. I, uh, it was very confusing. I must have forgot. I... I'm very sorry. I feel terrible. How do you think that little dog feels? (sighs) Look, I told you I was sorry. It really was an accident. Yeah. Well, I guess I can buy that, sir. But it is a shame. I had a pooch like this when, when I was a kid. Poor little guy. Probably kept up with you for a mile or so. Tough little mutt. Yeah.
1: I was afraid you'd get pulled over, Clark. You've
0: been exceeding the speed limit for thousands of miles. Dad wasn't speeding. The cop stopped us because Dad forgot to. He was speeding, Rusty. No, he wasn't, Mom. Russ, listen to your mother. I was speeding. I was driving like a maniac. We can all be grateful to this man for stopping us. You see, kid's a car... Here's the lease, sir. I'm going back to get the rest of the carcass off the road. Thank you, officer. See you. Have a nice day.